One day I had to get up and realize that my path is mine. I need to live, love, and share my journey. I don't want to live with regrets. I just want what's best for me. Let me get my crown and rock my destiny. Let's sip and solve. Hello everyone. I know it's been a while. So much has transpired over the last couple of months since we last spoke to each other. I know the stuff that's going on in the world with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, the Juneteenth just passed. It's just a lot that has went on. The coronavirus, of course, is still out there. The numbers are continuing to rise every day. So we definitely need to practice social distancing, make sure we're wearing our mask when we go out. Let's just continue to be safe and continue to just spread the word and spread the knowledge on this new journey with Black Lives Matter and making sure that racism is talked about, it is discussed, and we're trying to figure out ways to kill racism. So we're going to dig into this topic today, and the topic for today is who are you? So we all know at the time of conception um, that sperm fertilizes the egg, but not only does DNA play a part in who the child is, the behaviors and other factors, but energy is also an important factor during conception, the pregnancy, and birth. It is important that the mother maintains a healthy energetic force during this time. So who are you? Do you know your story? What was the relationship like between your parents? Was it a love at first sight sort of thing? Or was it just a one-time thing? Was the energy, what was the energy like in the situation? Was it toxic? Was it nurturing? Was it uplifting? Sometimes if we go back to the beginning, we realize why certain energies that we carried as babies to adolescents and even in adults are a part of our behaviors. The energy and bond between a mother and their unborn child is very crucial. Energy flows like water to their unborn child. As we've gotten older, I'm sure that you have questions about behaviors that you've exhibited. Children are very vulnerable, but also smart and discerning a child can pick up when they're not wanted, they can feel it in the womb. Traumatic events shape children into who they become as adults, good or bad. With all that being said, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to kind of share my story. And we're back. So let's dive straight into it. I was, born into a, I was born to a single mother, but I was raised by my grandparents. My grandfather, however, wasn't my mom's biological father. He was about to become her stepfather at the time. My grandparents provided a good life for me, and then eventually my little brother six years later. My mom was only 18 when she had me, and just like her mother was 18 when she had her. So, there, so that's what you call a generational curse right there. In society, I was doomed from the start. No father in sight. And as far as I could remember, I was a well-behaved child. 
didn't really give my grandparents a lot of issues. But as I began to get older, I began to wonder where my father was and why wasn't my mother in the home with me. My father was around for the early years of my life and then disappeared until about the time I was eight years old. And then I would see him every now and then at my aunt's house, but it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of dialogue, it was just very brief. I was never a rebellious child, instead I was very attached. I got attached to people very quick. By the time I got to seventh grade, I, I kind of let go of the whole daddy thing because it was now a common thing to not have your father in your life, especially in black households. So I wasn't the outsider anymore. But one night, I'm out at American Deli with my, my godmom and my cousins, and as we're leaving, this guy is walking out with us. And as we get in the car, he asks me, do I know who he is? And I'm totally confused. And then I ask, are you my cousin? Are you my uncle? And he replies, no but you'll find out one day. That night didn't really resonate with me at all. So I enter high school and of course the dating stages come and ninth grade was the turning point of my life. I was bullied and threatened in school. I wasn't going to class because of um, the size of my lips. I was accused of being sexually active before I even knew what oral sex was. Very degrading, so two months before summer break my grandmother withdrew me from school that's when the sneaky side of me sort of woke up so at 15 that's when my sexuality kicked in because I was looking for that love that I wasn't getting from neither one of my parents by 16 I started dating I was attached I didn't I didn't do multiple situations I was acting like I was already married wrong move by then, I had my first taste of alcohol again. I was sneaky. I wasn't wilding out with it. I was the good girl, but it was a void that was there. By this time, I had no contact with my dad. This was during the era of MySpace. So one day I looked him up and I found him. We would talk, but no visits. 18 birthday rolls around, and guess who comes? My dad, best night of my life but the hype was short-lived. I wouldn't see him again until high school graduation. By this time, I'm in a fresh new relationship, but this one was different. He kind of acted like he was my dad. So I'm 19, fresh out of high school, about to enter beauty school. October or November of 2011, the guy that I was dating at the time decided to tell me that the guy who I thought was my dad wasn't my dad. A couple of months prior, I started getting random messages from people on Facebook saying that I was a long-lost relative. It was just all confusing. So I asked both my mom and my dad. They both denied it. So it was just eating at me, just eating at me. So I finally asked my boyfriend at the time to get me in contact with my dad. Well, this mystery man at the time. Turns out his mother and this guy knew each other. But that's a whole other story. So, the phone call is made. And as I heard his voice, I was so nervous. He asked me, could he come and see me? And I agreed. Yeah, very weird considering I had never seen him before. 
So about 20 minutes later, he shows up at the door. It was a jaw-dropping moment. He was my twin, but not just that. He was the guy who years ago from American Deli. I had so many questions. Who was he? What was he like? But also, where had he been for the last 19 years? Why was I just meeting him? Mind you, he lived in the same city. I knew many of my relatives from school, around town, but I didn't want to ruin the moment with questions. My story and how I got here has so many versions, but none of that mattered. At first it was difficult, a transition, but I wasn't able to live in the joy because my mother wasn't too pleased about the relationship, but also at the same time, I was in an abusive relationship. It didn't start out physical, but eventually it got to that point. As a young woman, I was very confused and trapped. Eventually my relationship caused issues with my dad and that side of the family. So I would disappear for days and months at a time and wouldn't have any contact with any of them. But my dad was also in and out of jail a lot. So even with the abuse, it was familiar and I knew what it was. I just wanted someone to stay around, no matter the cost. I was very broken. Even though I had men present in my life, some of them were always good role models. My parents not being there emotionally led me to have trust issues in all relationships. But I realized that I was a part of a long generational curse of neglect from a parent. But it also taught me about wearing a mask. Both my parents like to dress to impress, but I think some of it comes from them not wanting to be reminded of what they went through. Tune in next week for part two. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore save my yoni at sip and solve pod. And you can also like us on Facebook at sip and solve TV. Until next time, you need you.